Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. Do you know the difference between voiced and unvoiced sounds? We want to teach our little ones about voiced and unvoiced sounds when we're teaching them the alphabet and we're teaching them the sounds of our language because it's going to help them so much on their reading and spelling journey. But you might not know the difference between voiced and unvoiced sounds because you might not have been taught this when you were growing up. I know when I was learning how to read as a kid, I never learned about voiced and unvoiced sounds. In fact, when I was going to school to become a teacher, I never learned about voiced and unvoiced sounds. It's only been in the last five to seven years that I've been really diving into the science of reading that I've actually learned all about voiced and unvoiced sounds and why they're important to teach our kids. And that's what I wanna share with you today. We wanna start at the beginning with sounds. In English, we have about 44 sounds, those individual phonemes that we speak. We produce these sounds and then we match these sounds to letters and that's how we read and we spell. But we wanna start with those sounds, those 44 sounds. We break those sounds up into two groups. We have consonant sounds and we have vowel sounds. So the consonant sounds, we can break those up into more specific groups as well. We have stops, fricatives, affricates, nasals, glides, and liquids. And for our vowel phonemes, we can also break those up into different groups. We have our vowel sounds, which you will probably recognize as short vowels and long vowels. Then we have diphthongs, and we also have our controlled vowels and the schwa, which is what we call the lazy vowel. So altogether, we have about 44 sounds, 44 phonemes in our language. Now we can then break all of those sounds up into our voiced sounds and our unvoiced sounds. Voiced sounds are sounds that we are going to produce by vibrating our vocal cords. We are engaging our vocal cords to produce that sound. And the great thing is kids can actually feel this if they take two fingers and they put it right there on their throat, on their vocal cords. And when they produce that sound, if they're producing it correctly, they should feel a vibration. They should feel their vocal cords actually vibrating, moving, because it's a voiced sound. Now, the majority of sounds are voiced. All of our vowel sounds are voiced, and most of the rest of our consonant sounds are voiced as well. There are about nine sounds that are unvoiced. So when your child puts their fingers on their vocal cords and they produce that sound, they won't feel anything moving. Those are unvoiced sounds. So let's look to see which consonant sounds are voiced and which are unvoiced. 
Before I forget, if you like this chart showing the consonant phonemes and the voice and unvoiced sounds, you can grab this for free by checking out the link below. This is a free download that explains all about consonants and vowels, and it includes these charts that are really handy for you so that you can help your child understand the differences between voiced and unvoiced sounds. So if you're interested in this freebie, make sure that you check out the link below. So let's look at how this chart is categorized. Let's start with our stop sounds. There are voiced stop sounds and unvoiced stop sounds. They are formed the exact same way in our mouth. Our tongue is in the same position. Our mouth is in the same position. The only difference is one of them is voiced and one of them is unvoiced. That's why they're pairs, voiced and unvoiced pairs. So for example, unvoiced is the p sound and voiced is the b sound. We form them the exact same way, but one is voiced and one is unvoiced. Then we have unvoiced t and voiced d. They are produced in the same spot, voiced and unvoiced. And then we have unvoiced k and voiced g. Produced the exact same way, but one has our vocal cords vibrating and one doesn't. Now let's go down to our fricatives, which are also called continuants. These we can hold as long as we have breath, so we can really stretch these sounds out. But we also have voiced and unvoiced pairs. So unvoiced, voiced, v. Now the next one is a digraph TH. It can represent a voiced and unvoiced pair all by itself. So it's the same digraph TH, but unvoiced is and voiced is v. So that one is really special because even though we spell it the same way, one is voiced and one is unvoiced. Then we have s and z, voiced and unvoiced pair. Now we have sh and z. And then we have unvoiced That is an unvoiced sound. Now, if we move down to affricates, this is our last group of voiced and unvoiced pairs. Unvoiced is ch, voiced j. Same way that we're forming them in our mouth, but one is unvoiced and one is voiced. Then all of our nasal sounds are going to be voiced. So that's m, n, ng. In our glides, our voice, we have w, w, y. And our liquids are also voiced. All of those, you should be able to feel your vocal cords vibrating. And I already mentioned this, but all of our vowel phonemes are voiced. So that's really easy for little ones to remember. All of those vowel sounds should be having, their vocal cords should be vibrating. Their vocal cords should be engaged when they are creating and producing those vowel sounds. Now you might be thinking, but Erin, why does this even matter? Why does my child need to know this information? I didn't learn this information growing up. I was fine. Why do they need to know this? Well, actually learning about voice and unvoiced pairs and learning about how we produce these sounds is so helpful for our little ones when they're learning how to read and spell. One of the reasons it's helpful is because it helps them produce the sound correctly in their mouth with their teeth, their lips, their tongue, and knowing if their vocal cords are on or off. We really want to hone in on the sounds of our language and really help our children form those sounds correctly so they are producing the correct sound. So that's number one. It's really helpful for them with producing the sounds. 
Another reason that this is important is because there are actually some spelling rules that depend on knowing if a sound is voiced or unvoiced. So, for example, the letter S when it is at the end of a word. The letter S can represent either the S sound or the Z sound. And our kids might think it's totally random. Sometimes letter S is representing S and sometimes letter S is representing Z, but it's not random at all. There's actually a reason. If the sound before the letter S at the end of the word is an unvoiced sound, then letter S will represent the S sound. So that's true in words like cats, picks, mops, and laughs. The sound before the S was an unvoiced sound, so all of those had the S sound at the end. Now, if the sound before the S is actually a voiced sound, the letter S is going to represent the Z sound. So that's true in words like dogs, is, has, and loves. Because that voice sound came before the S, the S is actually representing the Z sound. I have an entire video all about this topic that I will link down below if you want more information. Now there's another spelling rule that also requires our children to know if the sound before is voiced or unvoiced, and that is the ED at the end of a word. When we have a verb, an action word, and we wanna show what happened in the past, we will add ED. But there are three different sounds that ED can represent. If the sound before the ED is a voiced sound, the ED will represent the D sound. That's true in words like called, filled, and pulled. Because the sound before the ED was voiced, we have ED representing the D sound. Now, if the sound before the ED is unvoiced, the ED is actually going to represent the T sound. So that's true in words like asked, blinked, and crashed. Because the sound before the ED was unvoiced, the ED is representing the T sound. And then, of course, if you have actually the letter T or the letter D before the ED, the ED is going to represent the id sound. It's a schwa with a d, more like id, like acted, listed, and added. I have an entire video all about this topic that I will link down below if you are interested in learning more. But those are just two examples of why your child would need to know if a sound is voiced or unvoiced because it's going to change the pronunciation and it's going to change the way they read the word. So we wanna make sure that they understand these rules and that they're able to feel that voiced or unvoiced sound in their vocal cords. It's going to help them so much on their reading journey. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at Littles Love Learning Blog. Happy learning!